You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Salem Tire presents Dave's Corner Garage. Salem, with you through every turn. The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, it's time to hit it! And welcome, it's Dave's Corner Garage, coming to you live and somewhat clear. Uh, apparently a big storm coming this way again, not no that way. we need it. Uh, I actually look forward to those storms. Well, you know, at least it'll be rain, it won't be snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I have no place to put snow anymore. Really? No, the driveway's full, the road is full. Well, maybe the rain will wash some of it away. And hopefully that'll happen, yeah, it's true. Joining us today is Jeff Coy. Jeff, as we all know, is with Lant Insurance. They're the folks who take care of your classic car, but they also take care of RVs and other things that move around. That's right. Give me an example. RVs is a big season coming up now for RVs. Yeah, yeah. Big shows going on right now. We're, uh, we've got uh, people in Belleville at the big RV show this weekend. Right. And just finished the big one uh, last weekend in Toronto. And we're going to be talking about the big show up at the airport, which is Motorama. We actually, with no expenses bared, have a representative up at the airport. <laughs> It's going to give us a report later. Mike's going to be calling in. Ray Chan is going to call in. Ray is with the CAA, in case you don't know him. And we're going to be talking about the worst roads in Canada. They do this every year. I have about five candidates for them, and they all start with the letter B. Well, you know what? But from your, it, it depends on your perspective. I mean, I think they're Canada's best roads. Oh, yeah, it keeps you in business, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many alignments and wheels and tires we've sold in the last couple of weeks? There are parts on the QEW and the Gardner that are not even potholes anymore. There's like 20 or 30 yards of, there's no road. Right, and they put, there's a, there was a, a, a some picture of somebody in the back of a milk carton. They had gone oh, missing. Oh, I saw that, yeah. They had gone missing. They were in one of these potholes, and they, had, <laughs> they haven't been able to find them. Well, I saw one where a guy was backing his boat up. <laughs> Might as well take it for a ride. <laughs> All righty. We come back after break. We're going to be talking with Jeff about uh, actually usage of uh, classic cars, which is a really important part of his type of business. Classic cars, we're going to talk about that. RVs, we're going to talk about that. And we'll be back. Alan? And if you've got a smarty car, Dave's here to answer all the questions about that one. I love my smarty car. Smarty. <laughs> he hugs it. He hugs it at night. <laughs> eat the red ones last. 54 little strange. miles to the gallows. This when is Dave's Corner Garage. Smarties, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Eat the red ones last. All righty. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman. Uh, Jeff Coy is here from Lant. I always call him Jeff Lant. And our studio audience. <laughs> and our studio audience. Yes, we made it in through the bumpy roads today. By the way, before we get organized. started, I uh, got an email from somebody last night, which the question was, mm -hmm. his car's been in storage now for five years. Okay. He was down south. He's back. What does he do to get this thing back on the road? 
Well, the first thing he's probably going to have to do is drain the fuel tank. You know, because oh, yeah, the, gas, that, yeah. the gas tank is probably all skunky. Um, take the battery out if it's still in the car and see if it'll take a charge. It may or may not. It's hard to tell. And, of course, see if the engine turns. Um, ideally, if you're handy and you want to go real, you know, slow and easy, you would take the spark plugs out um, so there's no compression in the engine. Put a big Johnson bar. He doesn't have to call me Johnson. A on, jo- uh, what's a Johnson bar? It's uh, okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's a big chrome <laughs> Is bar that, that you put your socket on, and you try to turn it. I don't think you're going to get out of this. They thing. also <laughs> call it a breaker bar, yeah, but breaker um, bar, breaker bar. a big chrome bar, and uh, to give you a leverage because you need the leverage, and see if the engine will turn. And if you can turn it easily, you keep going around and around a couple times. You may want to squirt exactly squirt some uh, <laughs> penetrating oil down the cylinder walls. Squirt and, uh, some penetrating oil. Yeah. Okay, With next your, question, Dave. Right. You don't use so, your Johnson bar for the oil. That's so true. the question now becomes, do I keep this thing insured for five years? Uh, the bottom line is, it's not on the road, so what do you recommend as far as keeping it insured? I uh, usually just put leave uh, comprehensive insurance, which is your fire, theft, vandalism falling objects, that kind of thing, so that uh, if something did happen while it's in storage, you know, something falls on it, or if there was, <clears throat> you know, a fire or anything, or someone tried to break in and damage it, you're, you're covered. I've heard stories where people have had their car parked on the street, and a, a guy runs into it, and their insurance ends up paying for it, even though they were parked, because the guy that ran into it didn't have insurance. So that's one of the reasons you would carry that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah if your vehicle's going to be... On the road, you, you know, parked or not, it should should have full coverages on it. So not, but but you wouldn't have collision because obviously you're not driving it. But, but you parked it on yeah, the well, street. Well, if you, said. you just parked it and you're you, you're driving, but if it's stored, if it's stored, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't put that. You just leave the comprehensive on it, right? Now this is the the time of year we're sort of getting the hobby starting to move again. Uh, Motorama's on the auto auctions coming up. Yeah. So, is this is your busiest time of year for just you? starting? Yeah, it's just the just the start. Um, the weather it's pretty weather generated from here on in. Um, but you get some nice days like this, even though there's snow on the ground, people got the itch to, to get out. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe some people taking their car out today just for a buzz around uh, because it's a nice day. Yeah. If so. The sun's out and the road's dry. There's yeah. really not a big problem with that. Yeah. And they, okay. So he's going to take his car for, for a buzz, but he hasn't called Jeff yet to tell him to put insurance back on. Well, he's going to keep his fingers <laughs> crossed and keep his watch the mirrors. And uh... Well, that's, that's the difference with our plan is uh, even though the cars aren't used year-round, uh, our premiums are based on kind of a pro rata basis that they're rated for six to eight months a year, knowing they're going to be in storage for four to six, so that we just leave the coverages on all year round. So if you do get a nice day, you know, winters past three or four years ago, we used to get some nice weather in, you know, in February. Right, yes. And uh, you might get a week stretch where people just take their cars out and buzz around. So, so there's uh, no limitation, and we don't have to call you to say, I'm putting it back on the road. No. Because no. you're covered three, 365 yep. days. That's right. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought you had to call up and make sure that you were that you knew I was going to take it out. No, no. It's the coverage run year-round. We appreciate you calling, though, to tell us, so we'll stay off the road and look out for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah keep yeah. that, that uh, whatever, what's that old car you got? My old car? The Ferrari. Do you drive that anymore yeah. or what? I drive it like once a year. Oh. And it cost me $68 to insure. Crazy. <laughs> for the one day? For one day. <laughs> are you noticing that, uh, you know, in the classic car business, that more and more people that are buying into this thing are getting, let's say, younger demographic, too? Yeah, it's 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 changing, um, and it's a younger demographic and a, and a what we'll call a newer collector car. So you know they're not interested in fifties or anything no, older than that. Yeah. You know, still muscle cars are popular amongst all ages, but we're seeing now more cars in the eighties and nineties 
that they grew up with. Which um, Japanese it, it, cars. Yeah, Japanese cars. Oh, they're 30 and, years old now, right? And, and, and those are partial use? They're like people, they're classics, so yeah, to speak? Yeah, well, they're starting to be. Yeah, really? Yeah. And it's, you know, you never think that, uh, the, you know, seeing the, uh, an, you know, an 89 BMW back in the day would ever Ooh. become a collector car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like an, a, a 240Z. Yeah. Which is obviously a collector car. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had a 72 BMW 2002, like the old box one, yeah. and mm-hmm. this thing just flew. 2002 was a big model for Yeah. Me. Now, what, what, right. what, what, uh, at one point, is there a cutoff or when does it start? Does a car have to be so old to become a classic car? Yeah, ours start at 15 years old. Okay. And then, uh, that's the first category. And then there's a category 25 and older. And that's their, that's the sweet spot. That's when you really have your, your low rates. Now, I got two points I wanted to make. One was JDM, which is the Japanese imports where they bring them in from Japan. Mm-hmm. They're like, what, 15 or 20 years old, but they're like brand new. Cars from Japan actually don't rust like they do here. They come in, they're actually perfect. So that would be one category. The other one is is, is a modified. You also carry modifieds. Yes. Yeah. Talk about that for a little bit. So anything that's uh, – we, we stay away from the uh, the tuners. We, yeah. we don't insure those, but uh, anything that's modified for street rod or, uh, you know, just customized in, in certain ways, we have a category that we'll cover those as well. Now, the Again, reason- they still have to fit into to a collector car category, meaning they're, they're not used as a daily driver. Right. So you don't take your rat rod out every day. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and right. But so, but a Model T Ford that's been converted and has a, a small block Chevy that would still be considered a classic, and you would Modern, ensure yeah, that. Yeah, okay. What's well, the Volkswagen that you have at the shop? Uh, Seventy-three Beetle. What's it called? A Zip? A Beetle? No, 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 no. It's the one that the yellow one is. That was called the Beetle. No, that's called the, no the thing you're talking about. The yeah, thing. the thing. This is a car show. It's a great car. You should see this thing. You know, between my Johnson bar and my thing, I'm getting concerned, Yeah, we're getting penetrating oil. It's your zip. It's your zip. As long as it doesn't try to unzip me, I'm okay, you know? Classic cars, if you have one and you're getting it ready for the spring, which uh, despite polar vortexes, and a wire to Willie. It is coming. The Colorado North. What is it called? The Colorado Colorado, Colorado Low. Low is coming in. So give us a call if you got any questions about getting your car ready for the spring and summer about classic cars. Jeff's here from Land Insurance. And other car questions for Al and Dave. We're here for the entire hour. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back with Penetrating Oil and the Johnson Bar. <laughs> Get away from me. little humor there. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a bunch of calls to get to in a few minutes, so uh, stay with us. And if you've got any questions about uh, your classic car or RVs, Jeff Coy is here from Land Insurance. Dave, over to you. Yeah, it's the season starting for RVs. So RVs are handled differently than basically a classic car is because, one, uh, you can actually rent an RV out. Yes, yes. There's a, and, uh, there's a, we have, a, we have a, an RV program run by our sister company, Wayfair Insurance, uh, which you can get the information off our website at land.ca. But, um, yeah, it's really become popular now. There's a company called Outdoorsy that we're involved with where you add uh, an endorsement onto your policy and you can rent out your RV and you rent it out. They look, the Outdoorsy looks after screening your rentals, you put in your parameters, who you want to rent your vehicle or trailer, and then uh, they look after the, everything else. If If there's damage, you claim it through... The outdoorsy endorsement on your policy, it doesn't affect your regular policy, so your rates don't go up or anything. So it's like a brokerage, full house brokerage. It's yeah. like Airbnb. It's great. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah, yeah. But question, I mean, you know, with the whole idea with the the classic car insurance that it's limited use. Now you're you're you know, rent you're insuring an R V that now is gonna be rented 
that's going to be seeing full-time use for the most part. Yeah, but that's why you you have this endorsement onto your policy, which mm-hmm. for us it it's included. There's no charge for it. How do you spell this outdoorsy? Outdoorsy, O U T D O U R S Y. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Think of pretty close. Twenty dollars. Well, what a great idea! I never thought of something like that. So it's, it's an Airbnb for RVs. Yeah, yeah, and you can get a good, uh, good premium during the summer to rent your RV out. We had friends do it, and they rented a, they actually rented a trailer, and they had to go pick it up and take it up to a provincial park, and they were there for five days, and they paid seven hundred fifty dollars. Now, um, that's a great deal. You know, well, we've got a lot of listeners that do have RVs because I remember we did an RV show and the phone rang off the hook. So the bottom line is they should go to your website, lantinsurance.ca. Yeah, and you'll see the uh, the link to our RV site. Perfect. What a great idea because that thing just sits around and costs you money. This way it makes you money. Yeah, and a lot of people now are, are they're buying more than one, you know, so they're, they're, they're upgrading to a new one and keep their old one and just rent it out. Al, you could buy a couple and put your Johnson Al, Tool in there. Al, we could have a hotel going. I was thinking about outhouses and outdoorsy, and I prefer indoorsy kind of plumbing myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> is that what you do in Lake Simcoe? Yeah. <laughs> indoorsy. Indoorsy. Well, it depends. You know, what time is it? And, okay, uh, you know what? Let's dark out or not. On that note, let's just take a quick phone call. <laughs> we got Wayne on the phone from St. Catharines, and he's got a 210 Matrix. All right. What That's can we do Toyota. for you, Wayne? Well, I'm thinking of trading up to a newer vehicle this spring, and I just didn't have any idea what to expect for a trade-in price for my old one. Do you have any idea what I, what I could get for a 2010 Matrix? What's the mileage on it? Uh, 153 clicks. Uh, you know what? You're probably going to get some... First of all, you'll have to certify it if you want to get the most amount of money. Okay. Uh, otherwise, people shy away from it. And the body looks good? Oh, yeah. No, no, no spot on it. Well, what are you thinking it's worth? Uh, you know what? I, I, I didn't have any idea. I just... I was hoping around four, four, forty-five hundred. And you know what? That's exactly the number I was thinking. Yeah. The best way to check, though, is just go to autotrader.ca. Oh. Okay, because you're going to see other people there who have listed similar vehicles. Find one that's like yours, and that'll give you an idea. Uh, Wayne, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Are you trading this in, or you're selling it and then buying another car? Well, I think I think I, what I was going to do is get another car and then and trade this one in on the, on the new car. Okay, then yeah, on then, a trade in, you're not going to expect much at all, unfortunately. Right, because the dealer doesn't actually need your car. What's oh. the website that you always uh, talk about? VR? Think, yeah, vmrcanada.com. Yeah. vmrcanada.com. vmrcanada.com. Yeah, that'll give you the wholesale value of the vehicle. I all right. See. Uh, less anything that needs to be repaired on it. So don't That's be surprised yeah. if you're getting like 2500 bucks trade-in. Uh, I think but, you're very generous there, Dave. But you also are getting a credit for the HST. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because you already paid out that money. You don't pay it twice. So when oh, you're trading you. in, okay. all right? Oh, okay, that gives me an idea. I appreciate the, that, guys. Wayne, I, I would probably sell it myself if I were you because those so, cars... Uh, yeah, because those cars are in great demand. People really like them. They're really good vehicles. Yeah, they're Toyotas. And, yeah, they're, uh, they're very, very reliable, and I have never had a problem with it. Maybe you want to keep it. Well, <laughs> I'm planning a long road trip, and I just wanted to be feel a little more secure with a newer vehicle. And what's the newer one you're thinking about buying? Well, I'm thinking about getting a Trax, Chevy Trax. Okay. Made in China. Are they? What, what do you think of them? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have shares in that company. <laughs> really? I, <laughs> a little iffy, eh? I, I keep the Matrix. Oh, is that right? Eh? And when you get back from your trip, maybe you can buy the tracks then, you know. Oh, that's an idea, too. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling in, Wayne. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, super. Bye. All right, you want to do it? Talk to Brenda, who is in Grimsby, and she's got a problem with her Hyundai. Brenda, what can we do for you? Oh, Brenda? 
Sorry, speaking of shifters, we got to shift this one into park. Get and, your Johnson uh, tool shifted, all right? We will talk to Brenda right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage, where we're having lots of fun. We'll see you Sit soon. down, would you? Your belly's on the camera. There's no camera today. It's always there. But you doesn't have to call me Johnson. Johnson. Dave's Corner Garage.com. You can listen to the show online, or you can call me Ray. We've got Jeff Coy in from Lent. Insurance. Dave's got a brand new hat on. It's a very nice hat with red headphones. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that? Walmart? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Uh, you know, as usual, we don't spend any money on this show. So we got to hold a mic here who's happened to work for uh, Jeff. And he's over at Motorama. Motorama. Can you see that? Like, Motorama. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> he just heard you, Johnson, doing that. <laughs> Mike, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Good. Doing great. What's exciting uh, at the show that uh, we don't know about? <laughs> man, there's so much going on. There's a lot of exciting stuff. Yeah, I don't know what to talk about first. You know, the cars, obviously, the quality of the cars here is unbelievable. Uh, they've got a lot of celebrities here going on, too. Uh, you can come and get autographs or pictures with uh, a lot of different guys here. So, Yeah, most of the guys um, from Discovery Channel are there. That's right, yeah. So they got, like, uh, I, I, from Misfit Garage, uh, Tom Smith is yes. here. Um, Lou Santiago from the Car Fix is here. Dave Granger from, you know, our, our neck of the woods here, Ontario's uh, Guild Automotive Restorators uh, uh, Restoration Garage is here. Mm-hmm. Gary Schwartz is actually, I guess he was on a couple seasons on Vegas Rat Rods there. He's right. He's here kicking around, too, so... Lots going on. You know, people don't realize how, how good the Guild Garage is. They built a car for over a million dollars, a Bugatti. Was it a Bugatti? Yeah. It was, yes. It was a Bugatti Aerostream, Aero I think Flint. it was. Flint, Aeroflint, yes. So, Mike, Aero what Flint, kind of yeah. cars would people see at the show? Oh, man, there's there's anything from, <laughs> you know, uh, your, your typical, you know, tri-year Chevys, hot rods, 30s era hot rods. There's a there's actually a couple uh, Riddler contenders here, uh, which is pretty unique. Uh, um, '64 Pontiac Acadian uh, dubbed Anvil. That that car is absolutely stunning. Just you, you got to take time and just walk around this thing like three or four times. It's it's incredible. So they're it's all incredible. custom cars, obviously. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot. Of, it, it's a custom car and and uh, Motorsports Expo. So there's there's a lot of custom cars, hot rods. Uh, tuners, imports, race cars, you know, there's, there's there's like 330 square feet of, of displays here. So, Is there anything for sale there? Uh, no, there's not. There's not, no. But I'm sure there's there's always people talking on the, you know, on the and back end. So. Knowing you, you've probably picked one out that you would be drooling over right now. Which one would that be? Because I know you by now. Jeez, there's so many of them, but there's a beautiful 42 Packard Clippard here. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Just, it was a barn find, like, just to see the before and after pictures of this car. Incredible. Mike, this is also the beginning of the uh, racing season, and, and all the racers sort of show up, bring their stuff before it gets smashed, and uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> sort of bench race about last year, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Drag a little bit and uh, start start the bets a little bit. And I remember also this year they'll have a lot of conferences going on, uh, discussions Definitely. about what's coming up in the season, uh, new yep. new race cars, new series, new rules, et cetera. Yeah, plan everything out. And Mike, maybe you want to mention our what we're giving away this weekend. Yeah, so so we've got a couple prizes going on right now. So swing by our booth, 
Um, we're actually giving away um, tickets to the vintage uh, uh, Grand Prix race at Canadian Motorsports Park mm-hmm. um, in June. So we're giving away two VIP passes, which include, you know, lunch. Uh, there's You get best seats in the house and kind of like the actual box office there. Um, and, and we're also giving away a, a portable battery booster as well. So, hey, so, for people, if, so for people who are going down to Motorama this weekend, whereabouts are you located? Yep, so we're at the back of Hall 1. Just before you get into Hall 2 there, um, there's two entrances. We're right on the corner there of one of the entrances. So we've got flags showing all of our, our banners, you know. Flat, and and uh, not just... High. Not just this show, but you're also going to be at the auto auction, which is in April, and that's the beginning of the classic car uh, season. Correct. So we're not, right now we're at the beginning of the racing season, which is Motorama, and now the classic car season, which will become the auto auction. And you guys Definitely. will be there, both of them. But it's both both Definitely. of your clients. Definitely. It's a great touch point. Do we actually do race cars? Do you actually? No. Does anybody insure race we, cars? We have a program. We have a program um, out of Alberta that does race cars, um, just not on track coverage though. Just coverage based for transportation. Yes. So he says there's a 42 Packard there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so how, roughly, how many people would, if you get that, how often would they drive that, or would they even drive it? Well, something like this one, it's, it's. I'm sure it's going to be a couple years before it's going to hit asphalt. It's oh, so it's not finished yet, be- eh? Oh, it's, uh, no, it is. It is, but it's pretty much just a, a trailer to a show, show and, and unload right yeah. now. So um, it's going to be a couple of years before I think you'll see it on the on the roads. And we should also explain what the Riddler Award is. Yeah, so it's a pretty prestigious uh, uh, hot rod uh, custom car building award that they do in Detroit at Cobo Hall there mm-hmm. at Autorama. So there's it, they call it the Grade Eight. So there's eight cars that actually compete for this award. And there's no second place, third place. It's you're a winner and forget the rest. So you're, you're a winner or the first loser. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know all your your big name brand car builders, the Chip Fooses, uh, Troy Trepanier's of the world. They all compete for this stuff, right? And so you're it's talking it's millions of dollars, big, millions of dollars worth of cars. Exactly. The one actually that took first place this year, uh, uh, that won it was that Cadillac Cadmad. Um, they, they were boasting 15 years doing the car and uh, a nice bill of about 2.3 million. So <laughs> it, it's definitely a, it's a, 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 an elite group that, that competes for it. All right. So Motorama, you're out by the airport. You betcha. And the show's on till tomorrow night. Yep. It's, uh, it's running till five tomorrow night, eight o'clock tonight. All right. Free parking. Get yourself out there. It sounds like a great show. Thank awesome. you, Mike. Thanks guys. Alrighty, Mike is with Lant Insurance. It's lantinsurance.ca, by the way. And I like that outdoorsy thing. I think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, no, it's this it's... morning. <laughs> we have a bunch of calls to get to, so stay on the line. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. His big fat belly. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We have got tons of calls. Al's got to sit down because your belly's in the camera. You wouldn't believe what goes on here, Belly. All right, we're heading up to 400 right now. We're on our way to Barry, and we're going to talk to Linda, who's got an 88 Corvette. Is that right, Linda? Yes, I do. All right, can you speak up a little bit? We can hardly hear you. You can hear me? There we go. Talk to us like your kids. All right. No, I was walking down the stairs. I actually was going to go get the manual on the car. I said, in case they ask me questions. All right. So what's your question? What's on page seven? Yes. So I, uh, unfortunately, recently become a widow. Uh Uh-huh. And my husband has in the garage, which I'm going to have to sell, a 1988 Corvette. Okay. 
course, the, the uh, what is it, candy apple red kind of thing with the flip lights Ooh, and all uh-huh. in mint condition, mint. Right. And I want to know, when something like this happens, where does a girl like me go start to go sell it? Well, the best thing to do is, um, again, you can look online to see if other people are, have sold something like that recently. Yeah. Okay, again, you could go to Auto Trader, see if they have something there. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you, you could attend. I mean, I, there's, there's a big car show up in Barrie, isn't there, Dave? Yeah, there is. There's an auto auction, yeah. usually at uh, in September in Barrie. I, I have a couple of questions, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a classic car, or is this a car that's been driven every day? No. Are you kidding? It hardly been driven at all. Okay. Then what I suggest you do first off is get somebody to appraise the car. That's what I need. Okay. To so somebody's going to come in and they're going to look at the car and, and note all the features and note what its value is. And that will give you an idea where to start. You yeah, not, you'll my not... husband was actually keeping it to become a classic car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, right. that's, uh, so it's a C4 probably. I think that's probably the model. Yeah. That so is. You, can, and you can call our office at Atlanta Insurance and uh, we'll, we'll refer you to an appraiser in the area, a good yeah. one that, that knows oh, those cars. that's a good idea. So, yeah. yeah, give us a call. It's um, either get our yeah. number off the website, lant.ca, or the number is 1-800-461-4099. Okay. And now what will happen will be the appraiser may know somebody that's into Corvettes. Yeah. And then and they may yeah, get the ball like rolling. Every, like, his, like his motorcycle. I mean, they're well kept. They're better kept than, he, than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you're just still kidding, running. Just kidding. You're still running, though. I, I'm still running. That's true. <laughs> All right, Linda, I, thanks I for... I know that when you're, like, in this condition, you could be taken advantage of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so, so say, get, get it appraised, then you've, you've got a solid dollar amount to, to offer and, and some details on the car that uh, so you don't have to talk too much about the car. You can hand them the appraisal, and uh, it'll right. it'll tell the story yeah. on the car. Yeah. This one, is it a classic now, though? Yes, yes. it is. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Linda, take care. Yeah, good good luck. Bye-bye. Lots of luck. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's actually true. You know, people will take advantage of yeah. somebody that uh, doesn't know what's and going on. And an 88 vet. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that nice. That I was going to say, too, I'm sure Linda's husband had some friends that uh, would probably, you know, have a good idea of what, yeah, what's going I on think. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if it's a blonde-haired uh, friend, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't call that one. What was that? A blonde-haired <laughs> b- b- friend? All right, we're going to go to talk to Brenda in Grimsby. We, t- uh, we tried to pick her up earlier. Problem with your shifter, Brenda. What's going on? Hi. Um, I've got a 2011 uh, Hyundai Tucson. Yep. And ever since I've had the car, I've had a problem where when I put the vehicle into park yes. and I turn the ignition off, the engine stops, but I cannot remove the key. Mm-hmm. So um, as the years have gone by, I've reported it to the dealership, but because the problem is intermittent, um, they could not diagnose what the issue was. The way I deal with it is... Um, and when I put the car car into park and I can't t- remove the key, mm-hmm. I'll um, put the shifter back into neutral, then back into park, and then the key comes out. Right. So, as I say, the dealership's not been able to identify the problem because it is intermittent and has never occurred in their possession until right. recently. And they are and it did happen um, when I left it overnight with them, and mm. there's quoted me a new shifter assembly for around seven hundred dollars. Right. Wow. Um, my question is, sh- can I continue to operate the vehicle in the manner in which I'm doing? And that is, if it happens, I put it into neutral and then back into park and the key comes out? Or is this only going to get worse? 
It may, in fact, get worse. But, I, you know, if you're not having any success at the dealership, I would check at a transmission shop. Yes. And it sounds to me that maybe just the shifter needs to be adjusted. There is a cable adjustment, and it could be that it's just out by a hair, and, and they could adjust it, and it'll, it'll release properly. Okay. So that I would get, do the, go that route first. All right. Because, you know, when, what, how you're explaining it, I mean, I, I've seen it myself, and I don't, it shouldn't be that big a deal necessarily. Alrighty, okay. All right. So, so yeah, and you know what? We always recommend Mr. Transmission. They used to be sponsors of ours. Uh, they'll look at it basically for nothing. Exactly. Just go there, show the guy what happens, or yeah. the gal. And, um, again, if, if the shifter is adjustable, they could probably do it, and it's going to work. Yeah, good luck. Coming up next, we have, uh, we're going to have uh, Ray Chan on yeah. from CAA to talk about the worst roads in Canada, which they do every year. So I'm sure you've got a story about it. We'll talk to Ray right after this, and we'll take your calls right up to the top of the hour. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And go to davescornergarage.com to see all the blogs we've got going on. A great one from Lent about uh, your classic car insurance. And we've got some interesting stuff going on. Al, over to you on camera 21. Thank you very much. We've got Ray Chan on the line with us. He's from the CAA. And uh, as usual, you guys seem to, you've been doing this for so many years. How long has this Canada's Worst Road Project been going on? So we're into our 16th year now um, running this particular campaign. And, uh, you know, we seem to be having the same problems that we did from year one. And it's uh, these pesky potholes and uh, various things that are uh, causing quite the detriment to, to people who are out there on our roads. You think they would have fixed them by now, eh? Well, potholes are these weird things that seem to pop up each and every year around this time. You've mm-hmm. got this uh, thaw that happens after the winter. Uh, once that snow melts and uh, you see the breakage in, in the pavement, and it's something that municipalities and uh, senior levels of government should really be thinking about. Now, you've been doing it for a long time. I mean, I, I know that I drive Steels and Finch, and, I, and I've seen that they've won the prize a few years, and eventually the city does go out and fix them, eh? They have. So it's funny that you mentioned Steels. I mean, Steels being such um, a long stretch of road, and we recognize that municipalities um, don't have the money and the resources to repave an entire stretch of road. So um, quite often what happens is that uh, they are repaired in segments. So that's uh, precisely what happened on Steel West. It was actually on our worst roads list for um, about eight years running, I believe, until it was actually repaved in 2010. So we've definitely seen some successes. But um, as you can see out there on the roads today, there's certainly a lot more work that needs to be done. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, two weeks ago, I wasn't able to get to the studio here because the crews were out filling potholes and uh, couldn't get on the gardener. But you, you, you run a contest. So what's the contest about? So we run the CAA Worst Roads campaign each and every year, and it's really meant as a way for um, the public to really um, engage with their local politicians. So um, more often than not, we hear from our CA membership and members of the general public who tell us, you know, I see all these problems that are happening on our road, and I really don't know where to turn to. So it's really to provide them with a voice um, so that we're able to uh, gather that information, uh, work with our partners at the Ontario Road Builders Association, and, and really to gather figure out what those problem areas are, what, um, what some of the issues are of, of people's daily commutes. And then uh, we start to have these conversations with uh, municipalities and governments across Ontario and uh, figure out how we get some of these roads fixed. And I, I think it's more important uh, now more than ever before because, you know, with the design of new vehicles, you're talking about, you know, wheels that are bigger. Most of them are alloy, so they cost a lot more. But the tires are that much skinnier and they can't absorb the impact from these potholes. 
Absolutely. I mean, we've heard from literally everyone and everybody about some of the damages that occur if and when they do go over potholes. You're talking about things like uh, bent rims. Uh, you've got tires that have been blown out. Um, you've got uh, your suspension that goes all out of whack. Um, you know, you have to do things like four-wheel alignment on your vehicle. These things are constantly through the pocketbooks of the general public. So exactly. It's very important. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. These roads are maintained. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, outside the GTA, I mean, we know Toronto area is, just, is terrible, especially the QEW. So it's like it's a puddle more on there. But going on, what, what's it like outside the GTA? Are there different areas like Barrie, Innisfil that are, that are starting to see, you know, the, the downgrading of the quality of the roads? Well, we've actually had uh, Burlington Street East, which was our number one worst roads for two years running. Um, and, and it was number one, like I said, last year. And uh, the, the government there has actually um, committed some funds towards uh, repairing that piece of road. So hmm. um, we're, we're actually seeing some improvements and, and the campaign's gaining a lot of traction. So I'm glad to see that municipal governments are paying attention. Um, I'll give you some other examples. I mean, up in Barrie, we've had Duckworth Street has been um, a big oh. pain uh, for, for a lot of commuters up that way. And, and that, that stretch of road is getting repaired uh, as of last year. And uh, some repairs are starting to begin um, as well into spring this year. So we definitely are seeing improvements across the province. And it's uh, not just within the GTA area. Potholes um, certainly show no boundaries and, and it exists everywhere here in Ontario. So if we wanted to actually uh, get involved in this, it's caaworstroads.com? That's right. So that's the website. Uh, this year's campaign actually launches on March the 26th. Uh, we run for about three and a half weeks. And uh, it, it's really an opportunity for the public to nominate what their worst roads are. This is their opportunity to tell us um, what some of the pain points are in their daily commute. Do I have to take a picture of it or something? Well, no. But if you do hit a pothole, certainly there are certain things that, uh, that you should be aware of in what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, if you find yourself in a, in, in a dangerous situation, if you're on a highway or something like that, try and get to uh, the closest safe spot, either at the side of the road or the next service station, whatever it may be. Note the location, document your pothole, your surroundings, um, you know, damages with, with photographs that you can provide evidence should, should you decide to uh, submit a claim either to the municipality or the provincial government or your local insurance provider, um, and collect some of that contact information. Maybe there's a witness that saw what happened. All this information is going to make for a good claim should you decide to go that route. All right, Ray, we got to run. I want to thank you and uh, caaworstroads.com. Absolutely. March 26th, you can start to nominate your worst road. All right, super. I nominate my driveway. <laughs> Ray, take care. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Have Bye-bye, Ray. Bye-bye. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. and But, you know, he led people to believe that the municipality is actually going to pay you for your car repair? Yeah, try and collect That's that. almost I impossible. I like there's like four potholes and there's one guy with tire and there's just stomping. Exactly. Eight guys watching around going, okay, coffee break. Just yeah. fill the hole. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage and you can hear us online at davescornergarage.com and some more questions about your classic cars and financing and all that lovely stuff. Dave, yeah. over to you. You know what? According to the Automotive News Canada, uh, the delinquency rate, which is uh, people are making their payments, is now has been the highest since the Great Recession. We can't say Great Depression, by the way. It's been we told not to. Mm-hmm. It's the Great Recession. So uh, classic cars, what exotics? You guys carry exotics. So if my McLaren is late on payments, that's something you want to be involved with, right? Yeah, yeah. So it would, there are some uh, some people that uh, we have a. a Category for exotics with zero to fourteen years old, and 
some people are leasing in, in that area, and it just works same as a, uh, the policy, same as a, if you lease your, your daily driver. They're just added on as an additional name insured on your policy so that if there's you know a claim where there's a payout, then the lease company gets their money as well. Now, I have two questions I would have for you. One, say I do have a classic car and an exotic one, and I owe money on it to the leasing company. It has an accident. Who handles the claim, the leasing company or me? Well, you would handle the claim. And then the leasing company, if there's a payout, the leasing company would be paid first. Okay. So in other words, if it's, a, if it's close to being a write-off, they're not involved in any of the decisions of, of the insurance claim at all? It's strictly me? Yeah. Yeah. Only if it's a, a total loss. That's when they're involved. Okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. And secondly, if it's, a car, if it's an exotic car, which I'm not using every day, do I get a better rate? Like I've, I've got a Chevy I drive every day, but my McLaren I drive on the weekends. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 rated um, the, the, because it's a newer vehicle. They're driven a bit more. They tend to be so that uh, the categories are a little more expensive than the you know the antique yes. category. Right. But yes, it's still a still very competitive. You know, we were just talking off the air uh, about the CAA uh, rate calling it with potholes. You mentioned something about if you do get it into a pothole and there's damage to your car, about insurance claiming on it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a collision claim, so that would be an outfall claim on your record. So that could affect your premiums. In other words, it's the F factor. <laughs> so if, if the city is, is proven negligent and they have a pothole and you go in with a low-profile tire and you blow your tires out, you're still at fault? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, if you want it paid for, because what's going to happen is the city's going to say, here's the regulations, you know, to get you paid. If, and if you fall into that, yeah, you can. they will eventually get you, get you money, but the... Uh, the the parameters to, to get paid are so difficult that most people can't make them. Um, just go on the website if you want to try to find out. I tried to read it myself. It was four pages of the hole had to be like this low and this high and, and what time of the day was it. And if it had been reported within a certain period of time, it was really crazy. I, I couldn't figure it out. And you got to be careful, too. When you, when you see a pothole coming up. But and you want to swerve, you got to make sure there's nobody next to you, right? And, and if you're on your phone, you're not going to see it. No. Yeah, there's <laughs> a swerver and a swervee. Exactly, you don't want to swerve too hard because now you need a fender and a door as well so because you whacked the guy beside you. Jeff, a couple of things. We're at Motorama. Yep. We're going to be at the auto auction. You're at the RV show. What what other shows are you doing this year? Oh, we've got a whole list of them on our website. Go to uh, land.ca to our event page. Right, And um, I know we're attending about 23 events this season, but we've probably got about 60 listed on there. So there should be oh. no excuse for you not to get insurance on your classic no excuse. car, no. right? Now, you also we should actually just quickly go through. You go through the RVs you have. You've got classic car, yep. exotic car. What else we got? Uh, well, we mentioned briefly we have a race car program to cover them. The race car when it's right. traveling to and from the track. And uh, we also insure... Uh, Horse mortality, equine insurance. You kidding? We have a special program for that. There's another thing I learned. Life insurance for your horse. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Really, no matter where that horsepower is, if it's yeah. got wheels <laughs> oh, right. or it's in a that's barn. That's good. Well, You've yeah, been yeah. slacking off. That's actually a decent line. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> but what you don't realize is but you were talking about race car insurance. Race cars get stolen. Yeah. They get stolen an awful lot because yes, they already yeah. come with a trailer. And they soak them up and take off. Right, yeah. so race cars and, and, and oh, horses. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that you had horses yeah. too. 
Yeah. So what would a horse go for? I mean, uh, if it, don't, ask, don't ask me what I don't know that horsepower <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Man, part so of what do you do? Though. You take your horse to the vet and then it does no, a claim. No. Well, it's limited use. You don't drive your horse every day to work. You just drive <laughs> well, it, it on the weekend. Depends what year it is. If it's a McLaren <laughs> Equine, it'd be don't beautiful. Laugh. Hang on, are you covered if you're driving to the track or only once you're at the track? You got no more insurance. What if you're on the saddle this and you're so driving? Confusing. If you're on the saddle and you're driving backwards with you're the horse. Laughing. I had a guy that didn't make his payments for his wife. He actually took a horse to work. <laughs> Drove along the railway track. So the police took him off. Anyway, All right, enough horsing around. we got to get to the end. Hey, listen, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, Thanks, Jeff Coy from Lant. want to thank um, Ray Chan from CAA and Mike Wilson, of course, from who's out at Motorama. Yeah, and Sebastian. Without him, nothing could happen. That's it. Thank you, Sebastian. And next weekend, we're going to have uh, Trevor Hutchinson in from Crown. Yes. Because it's the time of the year to start getting your car ready for rust-proofing. And if you hit a pothole, give me a call. We do alignments up at my shop. And what's your phone number, Al? 416-665-6230. Or look us up on the internet. GlenelMotors.com. Should be ready for Motorama. (laughs) And his Johnson tool. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.